Welcome to 2020, the year of perfect vision here on Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World, giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. Sundays at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., Monday mornings at 1 a.m., and we are streaming live at those times at richarddugan.com. All you do is click on that wonderful little banner in the upper right-hand corner of the website that says 2020, the year of perfect vision, and boom, it takes you to the radio show's page. But you can scroll down on the homes page, the home page, and you can see all of the podcasts that we have that are brought to you through SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, Blueberry, and many, many others. And again, we want to thank everybody for participating in our uh, in our podcast by listening to them. And uh, if you if you are listening to them on the SoundCloud player, you'll see a little grocery cart on the playlist, uh, uh, um, embedded playlist on our homepage. And you click on that, it'll take you to our guest's website so that you can continue your evolutionary process. We hope that you will do that. I think that it's important. And if you like what we're doing, if it resonates with you, and you'd like to be a part of what we're doing, and you'd like to support us financially, we would be gratefully appreciative of that. Uh, if you could do that through PayPal or Patreon. We have two accounts. I have the links there, and it will take you there so that you can uh, you can uh, support us financially. And again, I thank you, thank you, thank you for those who have supported us and those who will support us. Our program today, I think you're going to enjoy. It is right up our alley for this year. This year, 2020, the year of perfect vision. We are going to take another step back into the world of happy science. We're going to be talking about a book written by um, Ryuho Okawa, and it's called Healing from Within, Life-Changing Keys to Calm, Spiritual and healthy living. And we're going to uh, be having our conversation with uh, Kiko Kiko, uh, Hoshino. I want to thank you so much for joining us here on the program. You are the publishing director of of IRH Press in the United States. And uh, we thank you for giving us the time to talk about this subject of, uh, 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 as again, the title of the book, Healing from Within. Well, thank you so much for having me, first of all, and um, I'm very delighted to be in your show. Well, uh, Keiko, I want to, uh, first of all, ask you how you found out about, became interested in uh, this philosophy called the happy science. Yes. Well, it was kind of a long time ago. Uh, Time flies so quickly. It was... um, 1991, and um, um, through a friend of mine, I came across a book called The Loads of the Sun, which answered all my pending questions, like fundamental questions, like where do we come from, why we are here, and where do we go afterwards, I mean, after death, and um, what is the meaning and what is the purpose of life, why there are so many problems in life personally and also geographically or widely. And this book, The Laws of the Sun, really answered my questions. And also the author and also the founder, the spiritual leader, Ryuho Okawa, we call him Master Okawa, he has been answering all the questions about these, uh, you know, 
ongoing issues around the world, not, not only about us, but also around the globe. So that, that was the beginning of my journey. It is one that many, many people uh, have uh, begun to take, this journey, uh, because they have those, those deep uh, abiding questions of, of where do we come from, why are we here, and where are we going, what is my purpose in life, and so forth. Uh, what can you share with us about uh, how uh, uh, Master Okawa came up with these answers? Where did he get the answers to these questions that, again, have so impacted you that you, of course, now are, are the, uh, the publishing director of, of the U.S. Um, uh, IRH uh, Press? Yes, uh, it's, the, it's the publishing arm of Happy Science Group. Mm-hmm. So Master Okawa was born in a small town in, in a small island in, in Japan called Shikoku Island. Uh, it's nine, you know, he started with a very humble beginning in 1956. From the, from the beginning of his life, he always endeavored to do his best and always, um, you know, he was the person of, uh, of uh, efforts. Uh, I think it's a, it's the most appropriate way to you know to describe him man of effort, but at the age of 24 in 1981, while he was still going to school, university, University of Tokyo, studying law, he actually started to contact with the you know so-called spirit world. I know many people are very skeptic about the spirit world or anything beyond this world. Mm-hmm. However, we fully believe that there is a life after this and there's a world beyond this, which is kind of a, like a parallel. I'm, I'm not saying parallel, but it's affecting one another. Um, but anyway, long story short, so he received some kind of a spiritual message or the revelation from heaven in nine, March 23rd, 1981, which he describes, it was the it was his first death. Death meaning, uh, how, how can I say, dying as a kind of a mortal, um, materialistic human being. He realized that there is, there, you know, he never doubted about the existence of God or Buddha, but that was the beginning that the, he started to understand that the, this world is not just a physical world, but that we are, this physical world, we call it three-dimensional world, is a part of the vast multi-dimensional spirit world. Mm-hmm. And uh, the essence of human being is not a physical thing, physical material, but the essence of human being is spirit, and uh, we are all, you know, essentially spirit dwelling in the physical body and undergoing life training. And uh, we are all equally precious, regardless of gender, race, whatever the differences may be. Uh, we all equally possess a divine nature called, uh, you know, or Buddha nature, like a particle of God within us. Mm-hmm. So that was the beginning. And uh, so... And then he realized that, uh, he, but he, even if, even though he started receiving messages from spiritual, you know, spirit world, he, 
he wasn't really sure that he was the chosen one to deliver these messages. So it took him six years, almost six years, to to define and uh, uh, how can I say, yeah, to authenticate the the authenticity of the of the messages. And then later on, then he decided to publish, you know, in, originally from in original Japanese language, little by little from 1980, I believe it was like a 1985 or so, using the pen name, pseudonym. And, um, and then after that, um, the time came, you know, even though after graduation, graduating from University of Tokyo, he um, he then he didn't go to the law firm, but he actually didn't become a lawyer, but he became a, a businessman. He started to work for trading house and uh, he was also dispatched to New York City back then in 19, I believe it was 1983 and 4, I think. The World Trade Center was still here and so he was working one of the towers. And um, then it comes his second death, which is 1986. That, uh, you know, since this 1981, 24/7 365 days he communicated with with the spirit and you know there and then he was you know delivering the messages from the heaven all the all the great figures in the past and they, they are not just the uh, past thing you know past philosophers but they they do um, they do reside in this heavenly world and then keep sending sending the messages to us to better you know, for the for the better of the human being and it's, after that uh, the second death the 1986 July he decided to renounce his career and started to initiate this movement called happy science so that was the second second death mm-hmm. yes does master Huk- uh, okawa, okawa does master okawa or yes. and 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 correct me if i if i uh, misphrase this uh, mm-hmm. but does master okawa or do his followers yes put him at the same level as the, uh, the, we'll call them the great messengers or founders of the various philosophies down through human history, uh, like, say, maybe a Moses or a Jesus or a Krishna or a Mohammed, uh, or even in more recent times in the 19th century, uh, the founder of the Baha'i faith, Baha'u'llah. Does he or do his followers, such as yourself, Consider him at that level, or is he just another human being who has been given this extraordinary gift? Yeah, that's a very good question. Actually, um, he we believe that the, he he was the reverse of Buddha. You, you know, the Buddha Shakyamuni Buddha, who who lived, uh, who was born in Nepal and preached preached his teachings in India uh, around two thousand six hundred years ago. And um, we definitely believe that the, he was a reverse of Buddha, and he was well. Initially, he started as a messenger mm-hmm. of heaven. However, 
I don't know whether you're familiar with the movie called Immortal Hero. Uh, yes, yeah. I, I am familiar yeah. with that film. We, a matter of fact, we um, uh, not long ago, back in uh, late 2019, we had someone on talking about the film. Uh, yes, and um, Immortal I understand. Hero. You're right, Immortal Hero. Yeah, and I'm also looking forward to the. Uh, I guess you would call it the English overdubbing <laughs> version <laughs> yes. because uh, uh, yes, I think uh, the English overdubbing is available uh, right now yeah. through uh, video on demand. I would love to get that, be especially yeah. because uh, reading the the uh, uh, subtitles, subtitles at the bottom of yeah. the screen for oh, me so, for me. Yeah. It takes away from my ability to uh, watch and Understand. follow. Yeah. Yes, now, exactly. there is one film I did see with, with subtitles that I really enjoyed because they did uh-huh. the subtitles well. And, of course, uh-huh. that was, um, uh, I believe it was entitled Crouching uh, Dra- um, Crouching Tiger. F- I can't even remember the full title of the film, but it goes back a number of years. A wonderful wow. film, won an Oscar, I believe. Uh, but they did the subtitles really, really well. Uh, so I was able to see it in the theater uh, and still follow along and, and enjoy the, the cinematography and the acting and so forth. Uh, so I look forward to that. But um, <clears throat> you were mentioning, yes. of course, uh, Immortal. Yes, so the Immortal Hero. Yes. The Immortal Hero. So there, there comes the third death. Mm-hmm. So he started Happy Science 19, 1986, and then everybody started to realize that he's a reverse of Buddha. Mm-hmm. However, in 2005, for uh, May 14th, which is his third death. This was almost like a physical, overcoming the physical death because he had a uh, myocardial infraction and he, mm-hmm. you know, he, he was, he was diagnosed, diagnosed that he's, he's already deceased right. from the medical point of view. But so after the resurrection of this third physical death, Moreover, like a conquering the the myths of a medicine or something like that, um, he realized that his mission is, and also we realized that his mission is bigger than just the reverse of Buddha, but the more like a, how can I say, more like a um, savior. I mean, some people have a really you know huge doubts and skepticism. However, if um, mm-hmm. If you just if you just hear this, you know, it sounds crazy. However, if you look at his works and what he has been doing, what he has done, and and how many books that he's been published, and how many lectures he's been t- giving uh, all around the five continent, it just uh, I think the evidence is there. You know, I mean, of course, we're not imposing anybody to believe. You know, to impose that oh, you should believe in this happy science philosophy or right, whatever. Right. It's up to everybody. It's it's, uh, it's everybody's journey to discover what is the truth uh, behind all these things. Right. So yes. Yeah, so I, I and then I think it's a it's like a journey to everybody, and we're just very welcoming. Everybody hears what we, you know, we have, uh, how can I say, evidence so far. So it's up to you to explore it and or believe it or practice it. And it's it's up to you. So that kind of thing. Because you, you can't really just blindly believe it unless you practice the teachings. And then if it's really changed your life, then I think you really feel this is, 
what you're supposed to be living. That's that's what happened to me, and that happened to many, you know, millions other people yeah. around the globe. So that's I think the people are the fruits of the teachings. So that's it. Just it. it it's really um, these kinds of things are really difficult because we are living in an age of disbelief and skepticism, and and also there's so many different diverse opinion and culture. So we just don't know what to believe. <laughs> yeah, no, you're absolutely right. <laughs> yeah. Now I saw a a commercial, <clears throat> and it was it was actually for the network I was I just happened to be flipped over to. And mm-hmm. uh, it basically goes along like and the picture that you see is the white, a white uh, background. And yes. you see this this red apple with a little stem. Mm-hmm. And the dialogue goes something like this. This is an apple. Some mm-hmm. people will tell you that it's a banana, but it's really <laughs> an apple. Uh-huh. And they will keep telling you it is a banana until uh-huh. at one point you almost believe that it's a banana. Wow. But the truth is, it's an apple. Now, Mm -hmm. this was geared toward a lot of the what we'll call misinformation, spin, Mm -hmm. propaganda, et cetera, et cetera, primarily Mm -hmm. from our own government over the last three plus years. Mm, I see. But it's not exclusive to our government. Don't don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the things that I, I take I took away from that. Um, was that there? There's a, another uh, philosophy that ba- basically teaches that your truth is your truth and mine is mine, mm-hmm. and that I can't tell you. And it's it kind of goes along the lines of what you just said about uh, whether you choose to follow the teachings of the happy science. And I want to put it that way rather than following Master o- uh, Okawa. Okawa, right? Okay, uh, because. Yes. He is he is just another human being who has had some extraordinary and we could say miraculous experiences. Yeah. But I don't think he wants you to follow him. He wants you to follow the practices, as you say, of the yes. philosophy. Mm-hmm. And so, um, uh, uh, you know, I understand what they're saying about how your truth is your truth. My truth is my truth. And 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 um, and that's just the way that it is. But at the same time, it's like either that is an apple or it's not. Mm-hmm. Now, right. we, we have to come to some agreement, some understanding. Yes. We can't come to I, I agree to disagree. No, we can't. We can't leave it there. There has to and, and help me to understand this from your perspective of the happy science. Yes. How do we impart to others our awareness that it's an apple without, in a, ma- <laughs> in a manner of speaking, without shoving the apple down their throat? <laughs> That's an interesting thing. Well, you know, Buddha always said that we can always point the direction towards the moon, mm-hmm. but the but the we cannot force the person to see the moon. It's just up to them whether mm-hmm. they see the moon or not. Right. Okay. So we can always point. This is the this is the direction. You know, this is the this is the way to happiness, or this is the path to 
prosperity or this is the path to you know for improvement of our souls and but we cannot force people to do you know to follow that they they have to test how, how can i say test test run yes they have to try it and they have to see the benefit within them they have to yeah. experience yeah. it so does a does a follower of yes. the practices of the happy science yes uh, do what is referred to in this country mm-hmm. as uh, proselytizing or evangelizing other people. Um, I've and I've heard this said more than more times than I'd like to think about uh, in the fifteen years that I actually worked for a Christian radio station. Yes, uh, that I want I a follower of Jesus. Now, that's the way it's phrased, a follower of Jesus, not the principles, not the practices, but of the person. I want to save your soul. Mm -hmm. The happy science, it doesn't it. That's not what it's about. Well, I think we're somewhat evangelical. I mean, we we spread the good news and uh, we we. We spread the news that the all religion came from one source, and we are all one. Uh, how can I say one people? I mean, like um, brothers and sisters, even mm-hmm. though we are different, mm-hmm. essentially the same. And uh, we definitely say that we are not sinners. We are a children of God. However, we, because of the law, universal law called laws of cause and effect we need to take responsibility in our lives and it's up to us whether we correct it or not to make our life better or not and uh, we have the freedom the god gave us the freedom to 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 improve ourselves or do something wrong it's up to us but the god gave us freedom because he trusted us that we choose good over evil mm-hmm. and that, so that kind of a philosophy and then we we do have uh in japanese the original language there are more than 2600 books but in english we have i believe it's around uh, 200 titles mm-hmm. available so uh and also we do have a prayer and, and a prayer book so we we offer you know the people to try the prayer or you know at least read the books and see how how they find the answers what they're looking for mm-hmm. so yeah. that that kind of uh, activities and and not only uh, not only the uh, spiritual activities we ever since master okawa resurrected from his uh, physical death in 2004 he he started the school. Uh, he created. It's called Happy Science Academy. It was because he, he. I know in this country too, but in Japan there are so many bullying uh, in the younger children and, and teenagers, and then it, it is really difficult to uh, change the educational system. So he wanted to create an ideal school. Based on faith, uh, but also uh, so the combination of faith and pra- pragmatic teachings, and uh, so he initiated Happy Science Academy and also Happy Science University, 
and um, also initiated uh, a political um, party called Happiness Realization Party um, f- from 2009. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, it's, not, it's, uh, it's still not getting the, the, how can I say, an appropriate portion of, um, of seating. However, um, we just, you know, we're always um, disseminating what is, what is right and uh, what is the direction that we, we should take. So I think we are more like an evangelical group. Right. I and I do understand. It's it's and it, it, it's got to be a little difficult to be mm-hmm. out there amongst the other philosophies who are again they're they're wanting to do the same thing that you are. Share their story, share their message. Uh, you know that they they believe is extremely important, that is mm-hmm. vital. That without it, you just aren't living the best life that you can. <laughs> uh, I yeah. mean, that's that's kind of the way that a lot of the philosophies are put. Right. And right. at the same time, it does sound to me, and correct me again if I am wrong on this, but that the happy science, and I'm not saying sitting here, folks, saying. I'm an adherent to the practices of happy science. I, I am I am not, but at the same time, I mean, just the name of the philosophy, the happy science. In our Constitution, in our Declaration of Independence, it talks about inalienable rights, and those rights have to do with God-given rights of life, yes. of liberty. Yeah. And I always joke about this a little bit. Uh, we get life and we get uh-huh. liberty. Those are givens, right? Yes. But we don't get happiness. We can pursue it, but we can't have it. And I'm sitting here thinking, wait a minute, what were they thinking? Uh, and here you are talking about the happy science uh, on a global level. And I'm going, oh, I like it. Let me, let me. And now that's not to say that we're talking about trying to be happy 24, uh, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. Yeah, it's not about that. And that's one of the other areas I want to talk about before we dive into the book, uh, which I want to remind our listeners of is called Healing from Within Life Changing Keys to Calm, Spiritual and Healthy Living. Um, And I want to but I want to ask you about that aspect of the happy science in that it is a practice that is trying to get people into a Shall we say a mindset? A, yes, a, it's like a mindset. Yeah, yes. That, yes. yes, when things happen in our lives, uh, we lose a loved one. We, yes. we uh, end up with a divorce or, or we mm-hmm. end up having to uh, change jobs because of this, that, or the other thing. Or mm-hmm. whatever the situation is that happens to us. Right. That, yes, we're going to get emotionally involved in that, but that... I'm guessing that there are certain aspects of the practice that will help us to work through, not to deny and try to stop those feelings, but help Mm -hmm. us to work through those emotions to get to the other side, maybe a little quicker. I don't know for certain because they say, you know, everybody grieves and using that as an example, they grieve at their own Time and space, if you will, their of own rate. Of course, of course. So, yeah, is we, that is that a fair assessment of the happy science that it's? Yes, it's, I, yes, I think it's a very, uh, very uh, good assessment. And um, we, we, you know, we learned that the life is a work workbook of problems to be solved. 
Ah, okay. So there's work, not just a workbook, mm -hmm. the workbook of problems to be solved. So this is the latter part is very important to be solved. So we are here uh, to solve our problems basically, and uh, we're here to learn. So happiness that we define is not like a kind of a sugar coated cotton candy happiness, mm -hmm. but happiness is more like um, I don't know it. I, I can't give you a really good example, but um, I don't know whether you ever ate seaweed. <laughs> I can honestly say I have not. <laughs> yeah. Well, this so the uh, yeah, but the jerky, yeah, so, so jerky, something like a dry and uh, but the savory. Yeah, but you have to chew it well until you really benefit the taste. I got you. I have had jerky years ago, yes. so I do know what you mean by that. Yes. <laughs> So this is more like a, not the cotton candy happiness, but the jerky kind of happiness that you have to chew and then mm. digest well. <laughs> now, do you find that the practice, as you uh, experience it, uh, yes. in that in that wonderful analogy that you've given us, um, has has sustained you through the ups and downs of daily life as well yes. as the stresses that we deal with and uh -huh. and all of the different physical mental as well as emotional issues that that yes. we are confronted with both within ourselves but also amongst our loved ones uh, yes. this has it has helped to sustain you maybe better than the philosophy that you had before you found out about the happy science uh, yes. Well, the answer is yes, but it's not an easy yes, uh, I have to say. So even though, even though I know, I know the meaning of life and mm -hmm. I know that the life is workbook of life to be solved. And I know that uh, God will never give us the burden which we cannot endure and sustain. Mm -hmm. I know that. However, it, it, each time is very difficult, and then how to make a peace within within my mind is is a challenge. It's more like a, it's more like a uh, going to gym and training to build the muscles. Uh -huh. It it doesn't happen overnight, but you know once if you neglect it, it just goes back to the beginning. You have to start over again. But just regularly need to train and tame the, myself. So. Uh, what we are practicing is like a more like a practicing of, to become the the black belt of the soul, and uh, we we have to have not only the po um, positive mindset, but we need resilience, mm -hmm. and we need we need a power to bounce back, and we need a challenging spirit, and it doesn't happen overnight. And uh, during the course of um, practice. What is most important at the end of the day is how soon can we come back to the peace state of mind every time we every time some kind of stone or rock has been uh, thrown into the pond uh, to the lake of our mind. Mm. So that's I like that. I like that. Yeah, yes, because it's just a. Uh, it's it's so difficult, and then you know, like recently, Kobe Bryant passed away, and his daughter passed away, and a lot of things happening. It's just, uh, uh, and then, but and, and yet, we know we cannot avoid death, but nobody is really ready for like a sudden departure. Yeah. 
Well, yeah. I, I have to say that, uh, um, and I quote my father on this quite often on this program, um, he said that, uh, first of all, eat, drink, and be merry in moderation <laughs> because nobody gets out of this world alive. Yes. Uh, and that's strictly from the mortal, physical aspect of who and what we are. However, yes. this isn't, you know, that process of getting out of this world not alive isn't the end of our lives. There's an immortal part of who and what we are that we want to talk about in our next segment here. We're going to get into Heal From Within. That's the book. We're talking with the publishing director of the IRH uh, Press here in the U.S. And uh, Keiko Hoshino is my guest. I'm Richard Dugan. This is Tell Me Your Story as we are uh, into uh, the midst of 2020, the year of perfect vision. And we certainly hope you will stay with us right here on Tell Me Your Story. Tell me your stories. Welcome back to Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. We're talking with uh, Keiko Hoshino. She is the publishing director of the IRH uh, Press US Incorporated. We're talking here on the program about uh, healing from within. The The title of the uh, the, the book that we are discussing uh, is, is, I think, something that you're going to want to look into because uh, healing from within, life-changing keys to calm, Spiritual and healthy living, and it's going to help us through not only how to survive in this a very stressful modern society, probably more so than in past times, but I suppose that's somewhat debatable. Meditate, meditation that can help to prevent cancer, past life experiences and illnesses, uh, lessons from uh, the severely ill and disabled, remedies for mild dis- depression, as well as uh, harmful influences of dieting, <clears throat> boy, I can I can tell you there sure are, and uh, overcoming past traumas, and it'll, you'll also get some advice for those who, uh, with a gender identity disorder, that's interesting that you would phrase it that way, we'll talk, maybe talk a little bit about that, abortion from the spiritual perspective, uh, spiritual causes of um, atopic dermatitis, asthma, <clears throat> uh, a stuttering, and uh, rheumatism, caring for the senile. Our body reflects our self-image as well as recharging energy with the power of prayer. Speaking of which, uh, I remember going back to, I think it was in the 80s, that there was a, there was a televangelist, uh, Keiko, that mm-hmm. uh, went on the television uh, in the midst of a hurricane that was fast approaching the Gulf Coast. I think it was going to hit... Uh, either North or South Carolina. I can't remember which one. Obviously that whole area was going to be, was going okay. to be hit. And uh, basically says, we're going to pray to move this move so that this hurricane doesn't hit. And mm. they did. And they prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed. And lo and behold, the hurricane didn't hit. It veered. Now, That's amazing. The power of prayer. Yeah. Yes. So some would be cynical and say, well, it was going to move anyway. Well, but <laughs> you know, the funny thing about it is you don't know. How how do you know that it's going to happen? That's right. So this issue of prayer, of putting out these intentions, one of the things that I have learned uh, through my training to become a a Reiki master is Mm -hmm. that the energy that we, shall we say, tap into, that we become the conduit for, Mm 
yes. is not for our directing to accomplish what it is that we as the conduit want. Right. I.e., my father's brother was dying of cancer. My parents gave us a photograph of him so that we mm-hmm. could send him what they call an absentee healing, which we did. And after his passing and after his funeral, my mother and father shared with us the story of how he had uh, basically uh, a few days after they gave us the photograph, uh, he got really angry and he threw his medication across the room against the wall. He got into his wheelchair and he rolled outside to across the compound to where his son lived. And they mm-hmm. got together, and I guess they had a, a period of time of, of closure, if you will, before he passed mm-hmm. away. That's what he chose to use that energy for. He could have used it to heal the cancer, to get rid of the cancer, but it was but it's up to the individual. So yes. would you say that especially when we are talking in regards to this aspect of healing from within that we have to make a decision as to what it is that we want and, and this kind of goes to my book, uh, Choices, where I start the book out by uh, quoting myself, asking my wife when she was diagnosed with cancer oh. if she wanted to live or if she wanted to die. Now, that was, mm. that was 19 years ago, as of 2020. Oh. It was 19 years ago, and she has been free and clear of it for that period of time because wow. she chose earlier than my question to her, uh, mm-hmm. she had already chosen she wanted to live. That's wonderful. So she, but she could have gone the other way. She could say, "No, mm. I don't want to deal. I, I just, I'm not going to do the chemo. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to. I'm just going to let it ravage, and I'm going to just go ahead and, and I'm going to leave." Mm. But see, that's her choice too. So, doesn't it? It comes down to that aspect of making a choice as to what it is that we want in regards to our healing, doesn't it? Yes, that that's very true. Yes, I, I truly believe so. Yes, and then it's, it's more like a mind power over medicine. And uh, I mean, I mean, medicine is important. However, it's just uh, we need to believe that we have the innate power, the healing power within, and we can improve our immune system through the power of faith and power of belief and power of prayer. Now, as as uh, a, pra- a practitioner, a, pract- a, a practitioner, there's the word of the happy science. Um, unlike, uh, as I found out following the death of my uh, the passing of my dear friend um, uh, 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 Dennis Bond, uh, who mm. uh, referred to me uh, when I shaved my head in solidarity with my wife back in two thousand one, he would refer mm-hmm. to me from that day forward as his bald brother. <laughs> But he was also a Rastafarian. And I found out through his wife that Rastafarians do not believe in going to the doctor. I see. Now, he apparently, according to his wife, had this abdominal pain that wouldn't go away for a while. And finally, it went away. And about nine Mm -hmm. months later, in March of uh, uh, 2018, apparently Mm -hmm. he had another abdominal pain that just... Yeah, yeah, we just went right through him, so to speak. And his wife said, mm. you're going to the doctor. And, of course, they did all the tests, and he was diagnosed with stage 4 colon cancer. But oh. he didn't do anything about it, and he passed. And, again, that was his choice. Mm. That was his choice. Mm. 
And um, so I, I uh, does the happy science, as you have, I think you've sort of already sort of alluded to it, if not said directly, that, yeah, there is a place for modern medicine as well as alternative medicine, but mm-hmm. that doesn't negate the power of the healing power that we have within ourselves, even yes. even through prayer. And that's just a, that's just a modality. Yes. I mean, it's, it's just, you know, we, I think uh, we, we need to, have, what's the word? Balance. We need to have a balance and uh, not just heavily relying on medicine, but also we have to, we have to decide, you know, like you said, we have to choose whether we want to heal ourselves or not. And then the medicine will probably work uh, like a supplement. Uh, I mean, uh, maybe maybe doctor won't like that kind of an attitude, but uh, that's I think that's what it is. Uh, we need to choose whether we really want to recover and get better. And a lot of times, uh, according to Master Okawa, we get we become ill uh, based on our prolonged mindset. For example, our body is um, our health or our body is like um, like a river. From the distance, it doesn't change for longer period of time, maybe decades. It mm-hmm. looks the same. Right. However, the contents of the river, meaning water, it's changing rapidly. There's a spring coming from the mountain. There's a, this is a spring water coming from the the riverbed and the water is circulating and changing. So the same thing goes for our body. Our body is it looks solid from outside, but the, our cells are overturning each and every day. And I don't know exactly, but uh, maybe seven to eight years, everything in our body we have now is already been turned to a new cells. Yeah, and that's, I know that uh, scientifically uh, verifiable that that's exactly what happens. Every seven years, we inhabit a brand new body. It doesn't yes. feel like it sometimes, <laughs> but but uh, <laughs> that's what the science says. Yes. Now, the interesting thing about the science uh, that we're talking about, not specifically the happy science, but medical science. Yes. Medical science, yes. One of the questions I have asked over and over and over and over again has to do with the regenerating cells. Yes. And I personally, now we, we've all, especially as children, we've been out playing and we scrape our knee or we, we get a little cut on the hand or arm Mm -hmm. or something like that. And probably within less than a month, sometimes just a couple of weeks, that cut disappears. There isn't even a scar. The, The tissue has literally healed to its original form. Yes. However, there are other parts of the human anatomy where there might be a, a malfunction, shall we say, of the cells. For example, um, I, when, I was, when I was born, I had uh, some uh, congenital defects uh, in my eye or in my eyes. Uh, one of them was uh, bilateral cataracts. The other was nystagmus and the other one was stigmatism. And, of course, they did what they could as I was growing up, multiple surgeries and all this kind of stuff, and glasses. Well, mm-hmm. in 1996, I had a lens implant in my right eye, mm. and I was able to, I'm now able to drive. Yes. 
But Ooh. my left eye came up with glaucoma. Mm-hmm. Now, I had very poor vision in the left eye to begin with. Mm-hmm. As I speak to you today, I have no vision in that eye. But I don't miss right. it because that wasn't my strong eye. I, I relied on my right eye. Mm-hmm. So my left eye is now blind due to glaucoma. But mm-hmm. the cells are still regenerating every seven years. Mm-hmm. So I've gone from uh, the age of 49 to 56. I will be 60 in the month of June of 2020. Mm-hmm. You sound very young. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, and, and I will be, uh, uh, I will be at that, that next seven-year position, if you will, uh, from 56 to what would that be? 63. So mm-hmm. in about three years, I'll have a brand new body. Yet the eye continues to be blind mm-hmm. because the cells in the eye, for whatever reason, are mm-hmm. not regenerating as healthy cells. Mm-hmm. They're just. So can, can you explain to me, not mm-hmm. speci- my specific situation, but mm-hmm. the general concept of the regenerative cells in the body, why they would not regenerate to a healthy state. What would that take in the context of healing from within to mm. for us to, I don't know, maybe even regenerate a limb? Mm-hmm. Talk to oh, us yes. a little bit about that. Yes. I mean, I heard that the, 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 you know, it is possible to regenerate the limbs. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's just the human mind of disbelief is stopping. Uh, and then coming back to your uh, your situation, yes, um, I wish I can, <laughs> I have the right answer. But all I can say is that yes, we do get malfunctioned part of body, you know, from time to time, and um, uh, my eyes are not very good either. However, it's just a uh, uh, here's the thing. Number one, the malfunction or illness is not a punishment. And uh, it is um, it is a part of life. And also, all of us before borning into this world, in this life, mm-hmm. we have certain kind of, um, how can I say, certain plans to go through. Mm-hmm. Which is which is the best best scenario? We choose our best scenario for not for our physical body, but for our soul, soul growth, and and then sometimes that involves to be born as a physically handicapped, or uh, you know, or be born with some kind of a. Um, disadvantage or something like that mm-hmm. it's just but it's not it's not we cannot really how can i say generalize everybody is the same uh, because um it's just uh, not only us but um to have the variety of people it, it's master oka once said that you know Sometimes angels are born like um, physically handicapped so that uh, he or she can teach other people who, who are healthy and have no problems how precious it is to have healthy body and how, how it is important to have compassion to other people. Mm-hmm. So it, it, I, I, 
sorry to say I don't have the right, correct answer, but uh, life um, life is a journey and uh, it, it is a mystery, but nothing is wasted and everything has a meaning. And once we depart from this, this school, we graduate from this school, this life, we have all the answers waiting mm-hmm. in the other side. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, it sounds... I don't know whether it sounds convincing or not, but um. well, I know that that on the one hand, mm-hmm. the the uh, the the aspect of uh, coming into this world, as as some people say, with, we we signed a contract yes. to go through certain experiences before we mm-hmm. came into this world. That is the belief of many. Right. Now, I will tell you that when I was working for fifteen years for the Christian radio station, I actually mm-hmm. had at one point someone come up to me. Yes. And they said, we would like uh, to pray for your healing, the healing of your sight, mm. your eyes. Wonderful. Well, uh, yes. On the one hand, it was wonderful. Yes. However, my response to them was no. Oh. And I said, no, because that's not my purpose in life. My purpose in life is not to be healed. At least that was mm-hmm. my perspective then. Okay? Wow. My purpose in life was to do the work that I'm doing for you. And now today, mm. it's more, uh, my purpose in life is, in a broad sense, to be of service, but in a more narrow sense, to conduct these interviews, to get this information out so that people have an opportunity to consider other possibilities in their lives. Wonderful. Would I reject that, would I reject that prayer of healing today? Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> not because I want to have my vision restored. No. But because there is a certain element, you might say, of offense that um, that is put out through the rejecting of someone's true desire to be of service mm. to me. Right. And there is in, in the universal sense, there is the law of we'll call it reciprocation. There can't mm-hmm. be a giver if there isn't a receiver and vice versa, it doesn't right. work. And that's why around Christmas time, for example, here in the States, oh, you shouldn't have. Well, you know what? Why don't you just say thank you, <laughs> and, you know, and be grateful, you know, yes. not. And I'm not saying that in a, a sarcastic way, but but really just be thankful and grateful yes. that this individual thought that much of you yes. that they would give you this wonderful gift. Yes. You know, so, yes. yeah, it is it is one of those things where, yeah, I'm not going to I'm not going to reject that again. I, I won't mm-hmm. I won't do that a second time. And um, yet at the same time, you know what? I, I've been doing pretty good ever since. And even before that, uh, as far as my vision, as far as my health, uh, for the yes. most part. Uh, so let's talk about where within do we go? How, how does this process begin for us to make these life-changing, uh, 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 transformational changes in our lives uh, that we not only can benefit from, but then we can share with other people? Uh, right. Look, see, look what I have accomplished. I would like to share this, this practice with you. You know, to see if it can help you. It, I mean, it, it, it is not going to hurt you, 
Okay, mm-hmm. you're not gonna you're mm-hmm. not gonna lose anything. You've got nothing to lose here, and <laughs> and and hey, guess what? We get to make a connection. You and I, we get to have a, a a community of two. I mean, wasn't it Jesus who said, "If two or more are gathered, yes, that's you know, right. in my name, yep. and so forth." So let's talk a little bit about where we go. Where do, where within do we go? So, um, I we call it divine nature it's a deep down within our soul it's it's the it is a true identity of our soul you know we 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 are spirit but we're draining in this physical body to go through life training but the the essence the core essence of each individual is called divine nature or from a, from a buddhism perspective it's called buddha nature it's the it's the the holiness within ourselves, which is the part of God. That's that's the the starting point of of dignity of human beings, and that's how precious each human being is. So this divine nature, it's it's like a it's like a diamond, and um, so the, everybody has diamond within. However, this diamond. It needs is a is a rough, so it, it needs to be polishing, and um, and then the diamond is a multi layers. So the deep within this the the layer is like an onion layer. The the core layer is the divine nature, but it's it's covered with multi layer, and then the outer layer is is covered with ego. So. The more we practice to eliminate our ego, that we can shine our divine nature. And then if we we can shine our divine nature, we can receive more light and emit more light. Mm. So that's that's the uh, the analogy. I like it. I like it. It's that's very good. And. I am very interested in some of the experiences that you have had. Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. you're here to promote and encourage people to uh, get a copy through Amazon and Barnes and Noble and all of the usual places uh, yes. for for uh, helping themselves. But what can you tell us about your own personal experiences of of uh, say healing and and uh, are they major, minor? Talk to us a little bit about your own personal yes. story. So for my personal story, um, well, f- thankfully, I've been born as a healthy person. I've never gone through any major uh, physical problems, but I've been going through many human relationship problems. So, yeah, let me talk about the healing from these relationships. Mm-hmm. First of all, I had a, uh, well, initially I had a major uh, relationship problem with my father to begin with in, in my teenager time, <laughs> from the teenager uh, rebellious time. And um, it just, uh, these teachings really helped me to see my father from the different perspectives and uh, put myself into his shoes and then truly appreciate his unconditional love towards me I just couldn't understand I was always subjective and always couldn't see what he was trying to you know was trying to love me but he just couldn't show his affection too much and he wasn't you know like everybody else we were never trained to become parents until we become parents so 
it's tough being father, being mother, you know, without having a proper education. So long story short, uh, through this teaching, uh, through practicing meditation, we call it uh, self-reflection. It's like um, uh, taming our emotion and uh, diving in deep within our inner self and see what is what is good and what is wrong from the eyes of God. And I overcame my relationship with my father and I, I truly, well, he's still alive. I and mean, I'm, I'm really happy that uh, I, I chose to be born as his daughter because uh, maybe many people might uh, object, but uh, we actually choose our parents to be born and because it's, most appropriate for our soul training because parents or the, or, the, or the father or mother, you know, whether they are legitimate or not, they are the first people that we encounter in our lifetimes. And then they have valuable lessons in, to us. So that's one thing. And then, well, and then I guess the, the rest goes the same. It's just the overcoming uh, conflicts and um, disagreements and hatred, uh, and then learn to learn to understand forgiveness. I think that's the most wonderful thing in life. I think mm. it's just uh, how to how to let go of hatred. You know, and that is there's no question that's a hard one for a lot of mm. folks. And in this day and I, I told myself I was never going to use that phrase in this day and age. <laughs> uh, it's like saying we have we have un, we we're in uncertain times, as if there was a period of time that times were certain. There have never been certain times; they've no. always been uncertain. Yes. Ergo, uh, even as the I believe it's the Chinese proverb says, "May you live in interesting times." If you're living, they're interesting times. Uh, <laughs> whether it's during the days of the Vikings and the Norsemen, whether it's in the medieval times or in our day and time, they're interesting. Um, I, I don't know how anybody could be bored. But be that as it may, um, we, we do ourselves a great deal of physical, let alone mental and emotional harm. Mm-hmm. When we allow the outside world in, right? And I, I, I want you to talk a little bit about our own intuition mm-hmm. and or still small voice that I encourage everybody to listen to. And this is one of the things about 2020, the year of perfect vision, that we are pushing like you would not, like gangbusters here on the program. <laughs> We want everybody to go within, spend some quiet time. You don't have to meditate. Maybe you can find a park somewhere, just a little quiet space. If you have to literally go into a closet to get the quiet time and the (laughs) darkness, fine. But find a place where you can just spend even just a few minutes each day listening. Just listen. And you uh, would the happy science practices and philosophy support the reality that all the answers we need are within? Mm-hmm. Yes, basically within, and but also with the help of the new perspectives or higher perspectives, which 
we can learn from the from the books that you know Ryuho Okawa writes, mm-hmm. that that can be like a guidepost, and then we can internalize within ourselves. So we we have this four practice called love, wisdom, self reflection, and progress. So love is to give. So instead of taking, instead of um, you know wanting to become the center of attention, become a person to to encourage others. Become a person to give kind words. So this is love that gives, and then wisdom is to to. Um, to learn the higher perspectives, you know, put put down our cell phone and then read the books, or something like that. You know, read the good books, and um, especially the book of truth. And then learning the truth. The more we have knowledge, we with that knowledge we can internalize the you know within ourselves, and then we can understand what went wrong, and we can analyze why we became angry at the certain times and why that kind of emotion came. We can analyze the cause and effect of our emotion. That's what we call self-reflection. And of course, meditation is also a part of it. And then if we could do that, even five minutes a day, without TV, without, you know, without no noise, no phone, and we, we get peace. And, uh, and then we can... We can learn the lessons and move forward. That's why the progress progress comes as a false principle. And then with this progress, we can give a higher quality love to other people. So this is going like a spiral um, progress, a spiral, you know, spiral direction. It just uh, it, it doesn't stop from love to progress, but it just goes around and around. And then it is a process of improving the quality of our, our, of our love it's it's like from loving to nurturing to forgiving but the ultimate goal is to forgive but it's not it's not easy but uh, I, I think um, we are here to learn how to forgive others and forgive ourselves it's just the, one of the vital lessons that we need to go through in our lives well, I uh, appreciate the, the explanation, and I think that people will begin to understand that that you don't necessarily, and again, I, uh, with respect to the happy science, you yes. don't really need an outside source to mm-hmm. answer those deep abiding questions that you might have about your life and the world in which you live internally and mm-hmm. finding the place where you can begin to find your life's purpose mm-hmm. with the aspect to healing um there are all kinds of healing physical yes. obviously that we've we've talked about mm-hmm. uh mental and emotional uh, but I've often wondered, is there really um, a need for, quote unquote, spiritual healing? Isn't our immortal soul maybe somewhat, I don't know, protected, if you will? Or mm-hmm. or can it, can our soul, that immortal part of us, can it experience 
pain and or heartache and or uh, dis-ease uh, or maybe the equivalent of <laughs> a broken arm or a broken leg. <laughs> yes. Well, um, it, it just uh, it coming down to where I started as saying that uh, we, even though we are living in a physical world, but this this physical world is also a part of spiritual world, and um, well, the essence of human being is energy. You know the spirit, but the spirit with frequency. So that means we are essentially energy, transparent energy, and uh, we are surrounded by many energy, and the good energy, and also not so good, maybe negative energy around us. And every time we we generate our own emotion, if we, we we're do, generating good emotion, only the good will respond. However, if we generate the negative energy such as anger, hatred, resentment, etc., unfortunately, those negative energy around us multiplies our negativities. This is the problem. And then this is the problem that we don't really know until we tap into these books on spiritualism or the books on truth, the books by Ryoho Okawa. Mm-hmm. He eloquently teaches how that we are affected by these invisible energies and the human soul is like a, it's like a, the ground of tag, tag, uh, how can I say, tag of wars mm-hmm. between, between angel and demon. So... <laughs> Yeah, we just have, we just have to we just have to be more um, aware and more conscious. Where is this energy is coming from? And we have to we just need to uh, how can I say to navigate to, to the better place. Mm. To me, it's it's uh, it's one of those one of those aspects of life that is so. Um, it's not hidden per se, Uh but we're certainly not geared towards it. We're not guided towards it. We're not encouraged towards it. I was born and raised as a Catholic. And of course you were supposed to go to the priest for confession. Yeah. And, 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 uh, and on and on and on. And, and, and we're supposed to go to this, we're supposed to go this book and that book and the other book and this person, that person, the other person. And, and, uh, <laughs> back in the sixties, you know, kids would get out of high school and they say, mom and dad, I'm not going to go to college. I'm, I'm going off to maybe India or someplace. I'm going to go find myself. Mm. And when I, when I hear that phrase, it's like, well, uh, why are you even physically moving? You will find yourself if you will just stop and sit still <laughs> and begin the process of, of uh, uh, understanding, right? Um, in, in that respect, so um, yeah, it's it's um, it's just really interesting. Uh, certainly, we want people to to follow through and go to <clears throat> the respective websites that we provide, so that they can better understand uh, what we're talking about. Okawabooks.com is where you can find healing from within. Again, life-changing keys to calm, spiritual, and healthy living. Can we go through 
some of those keys. I'm curious because it doesn't specify how many, which is probably better because when you sit there and say, you know, seven, uh, seven, this and 12, that and three here. And I mean, my book says <laughs> five steps to life. Okay. That's the subtitle. <laughs> five steps to life. Oh, that's nice. Okay. Yes. It's, it's fairly short, fairly easy to do. Uh, yes. But can we talk about the keys for healing from within? The, the four principles? Yes, please. Yes, the four principles is love, wisdom, self-reflection, and progress. And uh, this is the principles, universal principle of happiness. Anybody practice giving love, studying the truth, and implement it to, to our lives and practice self-reflection. It's like um, taking the inventory into our mind and um, just analyze learn from the mistakes and um, and progress our soul. It's this, the cycle of four principles really help us to grow ourselves spirit, not only physically, but spiritually. And it is a way, I think it's a universal way to happiness. It, it doesn't matter which kind of a religion you practice or where you come from. It's just a, it's a universal principle because it's based on the laws of mind and mm. the laws of universe. So you then would have people who are uh, happy science practitioners, mm-hmm. but at the same time, they are also, say, a professing Jew or Hindu or Christian or Buddhist. Yes. or Because the happy science doesn't require you to give up or walk away from the philosophy that as I like to put it, that is serving you now. Yes, exactly. Yes. It's just uh, because happy science, what we're trying to do is to embrace everything uh, because we believe everything came from one source. So you don't need to abandon your own faith. And, and uh, this is this is like a kind of a more practical approach to um, our everyday life, how to deal with problems and issues in life and then how to how to um how can i say how to set the goal how to how to bring a better world all together that kind of a philosophy so yeah and that's what we're trying to do here is is bring about a better world now i i've even said this that uh, you know, new paradigms for a new world, and we're looking for those new ways of living, because obviously the old ways, they just are not working. Uh, mm-hmm. But we're looking to give people choices and knowledge of those choices to help make their dreams come true, as well as to help make this a better place. Now, mm-hmm. that's not to say that this is an awful, ugly, we got to get the heck out of here kind of place. No, we need to start being grateful and appreciative yes. of what That's is fun. already here. Yes. But that but that doesn't mean that we say, oh, okay, I'm going to do that, and then I don't need to go about the process of making this a better place. Well, then I would ask you, do you spend time on, let's say, on the weekends? I don't know about you, uh, Keiko, but mm-hmm. my wife and I, almost every weekend, we spend time dusting and cleaning, taking care of the dishes, vacuuming, uh, cleaning up after the animals and so forth, so that it's it's a little bit better living for the coming week. <laughs> and that's all I'm saying. I'm just saying, look, let's... Let's do a little internal dusting and and vacuuming and so forth to make it a better place. And then in turn, we do the outside as well. 
Yes, because I, I you know that we happy science we really emphasize in cleaning discipline because cleaning physical cleaning physically cleaning the house or the you know room or you know where we live really reflects our inner mind and uh, because it you know it brings more bright light and uh, it brings more air and uh, mm. it feels great yeah so the yeah the more we clean uh, f- feels like a our inner self is also cleaned as well. So there is a really, we really take it seriously to to clean the place and we really polish, not only clean, but that we polish the places. I must say I'm not very good at it, especially my own place, but <laughs> I, mean, I, I do my <laughs> best. Right. Well, and, and again, it's, it's what works for you, what yeah. helps and makes you... Uh, and and so forth. And I think that's one of the other aspects I think that people are sort of they're, they're sort of missing is mm. that it has they think that it has to be a particular way. Mm, I see. And I see. it doesn't. It's what works for you. And, and we we say here on this program, we are laying out one giant table we call a smorgasbord. Okay. (laughs) Yes. And we ask you to come to the table, but we ask you to partake in only those things that resonate with you. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't resonate, leave it alone. But we ask you to come back after you have taken their first plateful, shall we say, and you've tried it, checked it out. Hey, I kind of like that. Please come back and maybe try something else. Yeah, that that's nice. Yes. So we ask people to investigate the happy science. <laughs> yes, um, please. Now, now uh, Master Okawa. Yes. He is not a savior or our savior. Well, that's a difficult question. It's ah, um, okay. Oh, you, you, I think that everyone needs to find out. Okay. Who he is, yes. And uh, the information or the teachings are there, so it's up to them to find out. Okay. Well, yes. I would encourage people to do just that. And you can yeah. start by going to okawabooks.com and yes. find out more about this book and others that are available yeah. to you. And, yes. Uh, and then see where that takes you. Even if you just take a small piece of what's what's there and incorporate that, you know, you don't have to, you know, eat the whole thing, so to speak. <laughs> That's just, right. Yes. Just a piece by piece. Yeah. Yes. Just take a little bit. Not I remember, the, too, fish. Yeah, yes. when I was uh, a member of the Baha'i faith, I remember questioning them about uh, at what they have. They have these little uh, weekly meetings, these gatherings where they invite uh-huh. people who are are curious, they're investigating. Right. And I remember asking the question at the fireside. Um, so, you know, you're, you're talking about all of these other books that the founder and the other uh, uh, founders of the faith uh, going back into the mid-19th century are, 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 have put out. Mm-hmm. Um, but what about me reading books from other sources? And they say, oh, no, that's fine. That's absolutely yeah. fine. Uh, yes. and the, but this was the interesting tagline to that. Because what's going to happen is that those books are going to bring you right back here. Yes. <laughs> and I thought, exactly. Okay. Yes. All right. That's fine. Uh, and but it was it was a wonderful experience. And I do remember after a year and a half, 
I felt very disingenuous because I had joined the Baha'i faith and I was uh-huh. in the process of going through the di- different steps of acceptance, but I couldn't make mm. the last one because oh. I had realized I had become a member of the faith for what I considered to be um, the wrong reason. And the reason oh. that I had become a member was because I wanted community. I wanted to be oh, accepted. I, I wanted to be appreciated. Right. I wanted those, not because I necessarily believed wholeheartedly in the founder and the message and so forth. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's really important for us to determine why we take on a particular philosophy, uh, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, one of my favorite interviews that I did many, many years ago at the Christian Christian radio station, I was interviewing a, a Christian musician, mm-hmm. very popular individual. He had moved from California where he was born and raised into what was called the Jesus movement of the 70s. Wow. And there he was in the in the late 80s, early 90s, living in New England, and it was fall. And he says, I was sitting there looking out at the at the turning leaves and and the autumn sky. And I began to ask myself, are the things that I believe what I've been told to believe or what I have chosen to believe? Wow. Very philosophical question. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. about what about you? I you know how you you've been a member or a practitioner, if you will, of the Happy Science for what fifteen twenty plus years? Is that right? Yes, yes. Um, what were you before? What was your philosophical underpinning before the Happy Science came along? Well, before it was just I went to like a few phases when I was a child. I believed that there is a kind of a father. Father of Jesus or Father of Buddha exists. I, I didn't think Jesus or Buddha was the ultimate kind of a divine figure. I felt there must be some kind of a father figure who sends old Messiah to this world. And then through the teenager and uh, you know working, I became completely atheist. And... And then after that, I came across with this happy science. So it just I went it went to very interesting phases, and I, I realized that um, through happy science, I came to realize there is actually a father or the creator who who has been sending uh, messengers, or messiah, or masters to this world. Mm. Yes, and then yeah, it's fascinating um, because. I have to say that that uh, for me and mm-hmm. my experiences, if if I were ever to sort of disavow the philosophy that I have sort of developed within myself, it isn't yes. for anybody else but me. Okay, mm-hmm. so yes. I don't I don't put any of what I share on this program on anybody else. It's this is for me, right? But if I were to disavow all of that. I think that I would become an agnostic because to me, an agnostic is a more honest position to take Mm -hmm. to say, in essence, the agnostic philosophy is, I don't know. Right. I I just don't know if there's an afterlife. I just don't know if there's a God, a supreme being. I don't know if, et cetera, et cetera. And to me... I uh, my favorite 
one of my favorite sayings that was shared with me uh, when I was 21 and uh, knowing it all <laughs> right. was, it is better to begin in doubt and end in certainty than to begin with certainty and end in doubt. I see. Yes. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Yes. I mean, mm -hmm. we don't go to school to kindergarten or first grade knowing it all. Right. We don't know anything. Yeah. Although it is said by many people that uh, as we go through schooling and we grow and we age and, and experience, we begin to learn as much as we now know that we don't know anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what the, I, I believe that's what Einstein said. Yeah. I yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's true that we don't know anything. It's just uh, we are exploring, but uh, but in the deep down i think it's just the face is more like a, in a deep down of your your soul or your inner mind whether you can believe you or you can just feel that you are part of god you know part of you know there is a father yeah yeah or, yeah, or the father figure is there sure. and then yes so it's just a I think we just need to experience it. It's just that without the experience. I think you're right. You know, yeah, because just that's what the the experience changed the soul to Paul. So mm -hmm. it it is just um, we need experience. Yeah. Well, and, yeah. and one of the other aspects to this business of knowing and not knowing and what have you, I think mm -hmm. is best epitomized by right. Buddha, um, mm -hmm. um, who... Um, and we actually named one of our cats. Um, uh, now I can't remember uh, the name we gave him. It was it was Buddha's <laughs> it was Buddha's given name. Wow. Uh, and now I can't remember. I can't remember. Not uh, uh, it was the first Buddha who sat under the Bodhi tree. Oh, and, okay. oh Siddhartha. Siddhartha. That's Siddhartha. Siddhartha. Uh, one of our yes. cats is named Siddhartha. Anything he is anything but a Buddha. I can tell you that right now. Anything <laughs> but. But I think it's epitomized. By what the Buddha experienced and the awareness that he had once he sat down under the Bodhi tree. Yes. After spending and expending so much time and energy searching for enlightenment, mm -hmm. as soon as he stopped searching, he got it. Yes. Well, I mean, as soon as he abandoned those extreme training, you know, yeah. to, yes. And then he went, went into the middle way. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I think that before sitting down under the body tree, I think he realized that tormenting his body is not the way to enlightenment. <laughs> and then he got a he got a like a porridge, you know, offering yeah. a porridge from Sujata. And then he realized just to, you know harming the body, it, there's no meaning to be born. Yeah. And then he realized to enter into the middle way. And once he sat down in a body tree, even though he was he was challenged by demons, but he when after he conquered the demon, he saw the universe, you know, the creation yeah. of the universe. Yes. Yeah. And then he became Buddha. Yeah. Well, I thank you for sharing that with me. That's more than I, I knew. I, I just had the very uh, limited peripheral aspects of, well, of that's okay. the Buddhas. But no, I appreciate it. I really do, yeah. because it's one of the aspects of this program that we try to share is that, hey, uh, you know, I don't have all the answers. I'm searching just like everybody else. Oh, I'm, I mean, I'm still learning. Yeah, I'm, a work you know, in progress. But work what's, in progress, yeah. yes. But what's beautiful is the fact that we're able to 
we're able to dialogue and learn from one another uh, through this process, and I am greatly appreciative. Uh, oh, me too. Keiko, I want to th- thank you so much, Keiko, for joining us here on the program, for being a part of Tell Me Your Story, for sharing the work of, um, of Master Okawa, especially the book Healing From Within. And again, my guest has been uh, Keiko Hoshino. And um, before we let you go, I want to, yes. uh, because I think you are based here in the United States. Yes. If you should ever find yourself up here in Santa Barbara, we'd love to have you in studio to continue this conversation. Oh, that's a wonderful place. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, we'd love to do that. Um, one of the things that I love to do, and, and uh, uh, I think we're going to be able to do this, is have a little uh, studio set up out on the beach with the oh, digital digital recorder. We sit there and, and let the waves roll in and out. Uh, we won't be sitting in the waves. And uh, doing a little interview uh, about uh, the happy science and some of the other aspects thereof. That's wonderful, yeah. like a Heaven. Exactly. Heaven exactly <laughs> right. Uh, and uh, again, we appreciate uh, the time that you have given us so much time. Uh, I have do I do have three final questions for you before yes. we let you go. But I do want to remind our listeners that if you are listening to the radio broadcast, you better go to the podcast because there's a lot more. There's a whole lot more that you are going to miss if you don't go to the podcast. And if you're listening to the podcast and you like what we're doing and you'd like to be a part of it financially, we would greatly appreciate any financial support you could give us through PayPal and Patreon. We have links to those accounts, and I like PayPal because it gives me that added level of security, and I hope that you appreciate that as well. And uh, we encourage you to uh, participate in this program by sending us an email to tell me your story. And the uh, email address is TMYS for tell me your story at richarddugan.com. That's TMYS, TMYS at richarddugan.com. First question for you is of the three. Yes. Who is Keiko Hoshino? <laughs> I am a child of God. What is it that you hope to or want to achieve through the work that you are doing now? Like to create a peaceful and better world for for the entire globe. Create this planet as a planet of love. And finally, what is your life's purpose? Is to grow my soul and to, to be a service to, you know, to, cre- to bring happiness to people around me. Keiko Hoshino, I thank you again for joining us here on the program. I greatly appreciate this time and the work that you are doing, as well as the book we encourage folks to investigate. And that book is entitled Healing from Within, Life-Changing Keys to Calm, Spiritual and healthy living. And I thank you for listening to Tell Me Your Story, new paradigms for a new world in this 2020, the year of perfect vision. Go within. It's not going to do you any harm, and you don't have to do it for a long time, just a couple of minutes every so often, every day if you can, and just sit and ponder and listen to what's going on and uh, inside of you and learn more about who you are. Until our next broadcast podcast, I'm Richard Dugan. Thank you for listening. Until the next time, love to love.